Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. After looking at Papancha for the last half hour, 40 minutes, what wisdom? Yeah. I came in today and stated that part of my intention of being here today was that I was struggling at something in my relationship and definitely had been doing some proliferating about it. And uh, that last guided meditation in which you said to be kind to yourself about it, it just a light bulb went off. Mm-hmm. Because in proliferating about what I was struggling with, I was putting the second arrow into myself mm-hmm. of being upset with myself that I was doing this. Mm-hmm. When I could just be kind about it, it just kind of unfolded in a way that I could really identify where the difficulty lay. I actually took some notes. I feel like I just had a therapy session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank yeah. you all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to be talking to him about it tomorrow, and it just has felt very clarified. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. You thank you. And what you're, I don't think you can uh, over uh, emphasize the importance of kindness and compassion with your mind. That that's the first step towards maybe then. <clears throat> Not even needing the, the the kindness is implicit because because it's not you anyway. But that first step of being kind, an image that came to me while I was sitting at just remembering um, while I was sitting on, on this last retreat, uh, an analogy: when you've had a bad dream, you wake up from a dream. And you've had a really, you know, say, disturbing dream or just a weird dream, weird dream, let's say. Do you, maybe you do, but most people, would you get angry with yourself for having that dream? You say, God damn it, why do you have that dream, (laughs) right? It's completely, well, that's a weird one coming through, right? And the way it occurred to me was it's exactly the same, only we somehow have this different demarcation. Oh, I shouldn't be having that thought when it's, exa- it's just on the continuum of consciousness moving through you. And when you see it that way, how could you blame yourself? And all, all, you, all I could come up with is, oh, how dear how how much you're trying how much you want to really have have wholesome thoughts and that kindness just it melts all the solidity and in a moment you just melt into awareness so that that is the key In in my group, I was starting to say that papancha isn't a problem for me because I'm usually too preoccupied with dealing with sleepiness. 
But then I realized hmm. in daily life, it's a gigantic problem because um, I remember at the last DPP, us diluted types met at the dinner table, and we all talked about how we have this common experience over and over again all day long of being in the zone, thinking, 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 just you know, endless thoughts and not paying attention to what people are saying, not letting any of reality in other than our own kind of isolated process. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the one, the one next leap is to see that although, you know, the deluded type might have that syndrome, the aversive type has its own style of papancha and the greed type has its mind has its own style of papancha and they're all dukkha they're all dukkha so when you go from you know god look at my mind to oh this look at how the mind works and you just feel connected to all of us in a moment the isolation turns to compassion again yeah i mean until you're until you're enlightened you're going to have thoughts that confuse. So join the club. Uh, My favorite um, teaching around this is one that Mary Orr um, taught many years ago, and uh, it has stayed with me all along. And um, she teaches the three R's, Rehash, rehearse, and replay. <laughs> and um, for me, it gives a playful quality. Mm-hmm. Talk about the kindness. It's kind of encourages a, a bit of a self-coach to um, just kind of laugh at this. You know, it's like, okay, there, there it is again. You know, I guess I think I know that already, mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I appreciate her uh, little guide with that. Yeah. And sense of humor is is just another way to not identify. We that that's there's you can just feel when you're playful, it creates space in the mind, and you're seeing the absurdity of it and not taking it personally. So humor is just it's another avenue to disidentification. Anyone else? Okay, just um, before we do this last piece, any any uh, well questions or things that have come up from uh, from the day or that we've been exploring. Okay, so uh, we were... <laughs> sorry, Sally. I'm Grant. Um, we were talking about uh, a settled state of equanimity that we've all passed through at moments of, uh, of a kind of uh, heaviness and a deepness and um, and and the um, the witnessing when you're in that state isn't as sharp. You're, you're, there's enough. Uh, there's a little detachment from the equanimity. And so we're, we're trying to tease out how that related to um, B 
being awake and witnessing, because sometimes that really seems like where it wants to go. You want to say anything about that? Is that enough? So in this, that state of equanimity where you're just kind of, where is, where is a, a deep calm and that things aren't as quite clear, but, they're, but you're not disturbed by them. Okay. Well, that's, that's one, that's equanimity more flavored by calm. But the real, but the, the liberating equanimity is coming out of, not dependent on conditions of peace, but a mind that is not, in the non-identification, the equanimity can be in the midst of a lot of activity, where there's, where there's that thought that arises and you're not bothered at all by it. That's, that's a, deeper, a deeper form of equanimity that is not ruffled by the content. Um, so that kind that you're describing is just very calm, settled, but maybe not as bright and, and clear. So the, the factors of enlightenment, you know, to really have a kind of fullness need to have a, a wakefulness as well as a calm. Uh, and it's, it's nice to get into that place of calm where you just, oh, this is, you know, things don't ruffle you, but to have a bright wakefulness as well that's not ruffled is, is an even deeper kind of wisdom. Is that? Thank you. Um, so, yeah, that's enough. Did you have, there was something behind it? Uh, there's always more. <laughs> you can just be equanimous and let it go. Right. Okay, so, uh, so let's just do one more thing before we, uh, we close out the day. So a little reflection and um, that you might take with you into your daily life. Um, so I'd like you to close your eyes, invite you to close your eyes. And um, just as a way to practice with this stuff and the, this, the teaching on papancha, get in touch with some situation or issue in your life now. If there is one, and if there isn't, then, you know, wonderful. But where you tend to get lost in papancha, it might be work, relationship, self, thoughts about self. Just what story do you tend to get lost in or that creates confusion one way or another. And just uh, just reflect on the story and, and how it gets triggered and, and where you go with it when you do get lost. Probably there's times that you don't get lost, but when you do, just track that process. And track it with real kindness and compassion.
and again the key is cutting through and waking up to the confusion what if you could remember what would you remember that could help you wake up from that story you might even you know have a particular phrase of wisdom or or teaching or understanding that would help you wake up to the wisdom that's right in there If you could remember and remind yourself, what would the reminder be that would help you pierce that papancha? And if you could put it into a a succinct reminder or instruction to yourself, just, uh, just get in touch with the words that that might really um, help you access your wisdom. And now, what would help you, what would support you in remembering to remind yourself of this. And sure, if you can notice at the very beginning, how wonderful. But suppose you got lost and there you were, you know, half an hour in or two days in, and then you somehow really wanted to wake up and realized you'd gotten caught, what would support you in waking up so you could remember the wisdom that you just came up with? So in other words, coming up with your own practice to explore papancha, not just to wake up from the confusion, but really to see how the mind works and how you could be free. What practice can you give yourself in this situation when it arises? And if something comes to mind, I'd like you to just imagine, visualize going through that experience and somehow what it would look like to wake up to your wisdom when you do wake up. What it would look like, what it would feel inside. And just finally, to plant that seed 
to use this to explore this piercing through the confusion and really deepening your practice, just taking this situation as a practice experience and plant the seed, that intention to um, experiment with it. No failing, no passing, you're just, just exploring and practicing. Okay, and now just to anchor this, it's one thing to have it within yourself and it's another to um, be witnessed. So I'd like you, this is the last thing that we do, to just turn to somebody near you. We'll just do this in a very simple dyad. You might share, you don't have to get into all the gory details if you don't want to, but just basically the essence of the situation or as much as feels comfortable to share and what the wisdom and reminders in the practice that you might give yourself to experiment with this and uh, for this one we will have one person speaking and then I'll say when to switch and then uh, and then the other person can uh, can share as well and as a witness you're you're really giving an act, a real generous act to, to really be present and be rooting for somebody and, uh, and you're being witnessed as you speak, uh, which kind of deepens that, that commitment as well. So you can just turn to somebody near you and we'll, oh, we'll take, oh, say about, uh, what's that? Yeah, or, or move. And uh, we'll take, say, um, oh, four minutes each. I'll, I'll give you a a warn a time warning. Okay. Anybody who needs is it even? Perfect. Great. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's the 21st. Yeah. Okay, you can thank your partner and come on back. So let's come back to the group. Just take a minute, because it sounded like you were talking about something. <laughs> we'll just capture a few ideas before we come to a close. Can I be the first one to be captured? You can be. Help get everybody back on track. <clears throat> Ricardo and I uh, concurred. Uh, one thing that hasn't been brought up today for dealing with papanchas exercise and workout. Uh, that often blows the doors off some of this stuff. 
And um, I've found over the years, uh, when I'm depressive and depressed, uh, service, doing something for someone else, that is sure-fired as well. So I wanted to add that to the mix. Get out of your head, to your body, to your heart. I just wanted to share that, um, I think it was two weeks ago today, I was at Sati Center, and Ajahn Jeff did um, a workshop on Papancha. And it's on their website, if anyone wants to study it more. Sati Center website is, is it? Yeah, just Google Sati Center. Sati. Sati.org. Yeah, but there all their stuffs under Audio Dharma, isn't it? Audio Dharma.org is the IMC place where they capture all the talks. So you find it somehow. Any other techniques? ways of working with this someone wants to share with the group. Deb. Thanks. Um, so for so for many years, um, I've heard this I've heard people say, heard teachers say, you know, be aware that or no, sorry. When when you're aware of being angry, the awareness isn't angry. Right. And or when you're aware of being sad, the awareness itself is not sad. And so today I was applying that to papancha. When I'm aware of papanchizing, the awareness is not papanchizing. And, and so that was a little shortcut to get me out of papanchizing and back into awareness. And I can, you know, I can do that more easily with one, um, mono, one, an emotion of one flavor like sadness or grief or anger than I could with the running on and on of the mind. And so just to be able to do that was, was helpful. That's a great one. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's really the essence of the Utejaniya practice. Yeah. Just keep on yeah, coming back to the awareness. Bigger view. We can wonder. I know for me, a, a simple one is just tension. I find if I'm in Papancha, I've furrowed my brow. I don't wag my tongue particularly, but I've furrowed my brow. <laughs> And my my belly is tight, and if I no, if I notice that and I relax, it just kind of cuts through that that uh, proliferation. And it's just such a simple one. I I find I'm I, I, tilting forward or resisting, contracting away from. You notice that that very noticing brings me into the moment. I relax, and I'm not as lost. So it, so for me, it's a very simple, direct, just physical feedback of. And especially if you tune in, it's suffering. You know, the t- it's this is suffering, this is suffering. Like, relax. Mm. Just <coughs> come more into contact. My, my main practice, um, both in retreat but out of retreat too, is just um, when I'm feeling confused or tight, uh, I'll just ask myself, what thought am I believing right now? And that, that's the wake up for me. Because if there's dukkha, it's simply I'm believing some thought that my mind's created. And as soon as I see that, oh, yeah. Okay, so we've come to the end of our day, filled up another few hours with a lot of talking, etc., but hopefully useful. Um, 
we want to, we do want to continue these and hope there is interest in doing it. It was very sweet being with you all today. The next one is scheduled with James. It's just a half day. He's going to do the Sunday morning class, which is now a regular thing at Spirit Rock uh, every third Sunday morning. So James is going to do that and then in the afternoon do a half day for DPP and CDL, just like today. And we thought we might actually open it up to other people who've had this level of practice experience, just so it's more open uh, for people. We just talked about that. But you could come, you know, for the Sunday morning and participate in that and then come for the afternoon and stay for the afternoon or just come for the afternoon. And that's October 21st. And that's done on a dana. That'll be a dana. That's a whole dana day. It's just on dana. Um, and then I'm doing one sometime in November that's the same. So I guess it's, it's a thir- if I'm doing Sunday, it's the third, third Sunday. Um, I'll do the same thing. Can you say something about the Sunday morning? Uh, well, it's just a class, but the intention was to have more of a community-building kind of class, so it's on a dana basis. When I lead it, I do it very interactive, find ways to get people together so that there's actually both a Dharma teaching, but the, the interaction and the Sangha building is just as important. So we always have some food and some social, you know, some informal time. Um, and, you know, at some point, hopefully we'll do it every Sunday, but at the moment, just because it was, that program is scheduled up, we're just doing it every third Sunday. So really encourage you to come and want it to be a place where people feel they can come and practice with people who are committed and connected here at Spirit Rock. And it's, you know, it's slowly developing. So is that like the every third every Sunday third or Sunday. the third Sunday of each month? It could no, be the, the first Sunday in some month. No, no, the third Sunday of the month. Okay. The third, whatever that is. And there's a schedule, there's a, there's a little card about it you can read on it, and it's on the website. But really encourage you to come to that. And then a number of us have talked over the years about ways to get senior students more involved and connected here at Spirit Rock, and I'm afraid not many of them have come to fruition. It's just one of the challenges of this place being so big and so busy, but there is an opportunity. There's a flyer out there. Maybe some of you have picked it up. Um, I think this one is particularly about supporting the family program to be a volunteer at the family program, but it's just a great way to actually come and share Dharma with people from, you know, knee high to, you know, whatever height uh, you could, I don't know what you would end up doing, but it's, it's a great way to um, just share the Dharma, support the Dharma, and participate in Dharma practice, so pick up this flyer, I think it's on that little table out there, and you get compensation, you get a five-night residential retreat voucher, oh my goodness. so it's a good deal, yeah. Volunteering at the family? Program? Yeah, Tuesday, the 30, July 31st to Sunday, August 5th. So pick it up. And then I just want to mention a couple of things I'm doing. Actually, a week from Monday, I start a retreat here at Spirit Rock with Anushka Fernanda Pole and Temple, who are both helping in the DPP program this time, doing a retreat called Living Dharma, which in my envisioning of curriculum was the introductory program for DPP. It's like a mini DPP. It's a study experiential retreat. It's not in silence. We look at, this time we're looking at the Eightfold Path. So Again, if you have the time and interest, want a little refresher, but particularly if there's someone you know who you've talked about DPP to, they aren't ready for it yet, or DPP is not starting for a couple of years, this is a great program to introduce that style of, of practice to people. 
And then in June, Guy, Carol Wilson, and I are going to Viacitos um, Meditation Center in uh, yeah, the, the uh, mountains of New Mexico. And it's a great place to do a retreat in a beautiful natural setting off the grid. It's all solar-powered compost toilets, but very well-supported, you know, comfortable, great food, just a wonderful place to practice. So that's also in June, and you can look on... If you look under my name on the Spirit Rock website, you can get the details of that. And again, you might know someone that likes to practice in nature. It's just a gorgeous facility. Um, so it'd be lovely to see you there. I'll mention also I'm, I'm doing a day long in Berkeley on May 26th, uh, just a day long silent retreat. I'll give a talk in the later afternoon uh, at this uh, really nice yoga studio. I'm just, uh, my community is asking for $20 uh, for, for the day, uh, but no one's turned away. $20 plus Donna. And here's some flyers on that. Okay, so as we come to the end of our day, just like to finish with the dedication of merit, sharing the merit as we practice together. There are wholesome intentions that have manifested and wholesome mind states that have been developed, uh, insight and wisdom, compassion and kindness, care, metta, all have been shared, appreciated and developed today. And so just to recognize that it's a powerful thing to do, to come together with Sangha, to open our hearts and minds to the Dhamma and to each other. And it's a a priceless gift to share in, practice, talk about the Dhamma. So we can just acknowledge the benefit of that, that we're all blessed to have the good fortune to be able to come to a day like this, to have this benefit and support of Dhamma friends, Dhamma practice, Dhamma teachings, and choose as another act of generosity not just to keep that benefit and blessing to ourselves, but to share it with an open hand and an open heart to all of our Dharma brothers and sisters who couldn't be here today, fellow DPP and CDL people, everyone else who works and practices here at Spirit Rock, but of course to all beings everywhere who, like us, want to be happy, don't want to suffer. So we share the merit and the blessings of our practice and our life with a free hand and an open heart for the benefit, the well-being of all beings everywhere. May all beings everywhere be safe. May they be happy. May they be free. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.